welcome to the Nerd Party. And welcome to Second Contact, a Star Trek Lower Decks commentary podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Charlene Schmidt, and with me as he always is for this journey is... Tristan Riddell. Hello, Tristan. I mean, we're back. We were back last week because bonus episode, hello crossover, but we're here for season four now of Lower Decks. We're officially back in it. Are you excited? I'm absolutely excited, and and for those of you who didn't listen to our previous bonus episode, absolutely listen to it. You can listen to it whenever you want, and I'm so excited to start season four, uh, specifically for this episode, because this is a hugely Voyager-themed episode, and if you yes. if you didn't like Lower, Ke- Lower Decks because there was too many callbacks, this episode is definitely not going to change your mind. <laughs> no, and in fact, it will probably do the opposite effect, because... That part of the Lower Decks branding kind of doubles down here, but given we are such Voyager fans, I am absolutely here for it. We are huge Voyager fans, and we even hosted a Voyager-themed show podcast for many, many years, many, many years ago, and so this is like coming home to us, <laughs> so I am excited to start this episode. It is. Yeah, how about we dive into it? So if this is your very first time listening to us, we are a commentary podcast. So you can either watch the show along with us in our commentary track, or if you've seen the episode before, and if you haven't, what are you doing here? Go back, watch the show, then come to us. And you will you can listen along with us. We'll try to keep it entertaining no matter where you are, whether you're commuting, in your car, if you're on the bus, walking to and fro, whatever you're doing, we'll try and make this fun. And uh, this episode is fun. So we're, we're definitely going to have a good time. Absolutely. So we are queued up after you see a CBS production, a CBS studio production. And so it's after the generic Star Trek intro and then CBS studio productions. And then we hit play and we'll give you go ahead and give you a countdown. So here we go. Three, two, one. All right. Play. Boom. Planet. Sun. Cerritos comes in. Don't worry, it's not just going to be me narrating. (laughs) And here we go. Yeah, we're getting right into the mission. That's what I like. I like that. It's just like, boom, mission right in. And I think that's a weird way to say that classified material is classified on a pad. It just has the word classified written. (laughs) We have to state that it's classified. (laughs) Like, couldn't you just see all the blacked out marks and just assume redacted? You'd think. I don't know. That is just me. So Talyn is they're they're making their now, they're doing good on their promise. Talyn is here. She's she's ready to yes. go. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this character? Uh, I don't really have too terribly much to go off of. You know, like she's kind of a generic Vulcan at this point. Uh, you know, like she's <laughs> she's just kind of there. She is, but we know this is going to lead into bigger and more interesting things. So the fact that she's so bland right now actually is kind of funny. I like it. Yeah, it it lends to some good jokes, especially in this episode. And um, it's so weird to me that this is a thing that you have to... (laughs) 
that at the holodeck you have to get rid of the waste that it doesn't just convert it i think that that, that was always a weird lower yeah, this green goo edition. which is like the culmination of everybody's activities on the holodeck what do they do with that like is this like biohazard waste that they just eject into space and it blows up in a sun like really what happens here <laughs> And here's here the hero shot with Voyager's theme. I love how excited now, Mariner. When you gets. heard the theme, uh, she's all of us. Like, oh my god, Voyager! When the theme yeah. started playing, my heart went aglow. It just oh, it went right straight for it. Lower Decks does such a good job of utilizing the theme and hits you right in the nostalgia just like hit you right at right there and it this, really does. this show i mean i know nostalgia is a huge trend in star trek and it's a huge trend in franchises all around right now for the past 10 years i feel like we've been inundated with yeah. nostalgia <laughs> um and this show is just like yeah this is what it's about like it like this is why you're here and then did you notice the latest addition right? to the to the to the craziness I sure did. Hello, Whale Probe. How about <laughs> they that? Even have the sound. We've got to play this game every year. <laughs> I mean, how like next yeah. year on how on earth are they going to keep adding stuff? It's just going to be a <laughs> well, mess. I think we're going to have to zoom out just a little bit, and then that way we can have the god being in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, season yeah. Five. Oh right. Oh geez. That's my right, hope. Of course. Right? Like okay, this is season four Whale Probe. Season five, we're going to have. Yeah, the the god from the final god frontier. Who's god Yeah, it's got to be right. Come on. So they're not shying away from any of this. Like these are this is Voyager. This is the we you know this Thousand is Cargo percent. Bay Two. We got engineering, the bridge, the mess hall. It's yeah. beautiful because like Mannequins. in the end game, we heard them talk about how like oh yeah you know Voyager's a museum now, and, and they for real it is. My favorite mannequin, yeah. by the way, is the Neelix mannequin. <laughs> Just a dark face, but with a big poofy chef hat and apron. Way too colorful. <laughs> I love that the uh, Janeway mannequin was the bun of steel. <laughs> you know, like I was wondering, like, I like mean, which really, haircut are they going to go with? Of all the iconic hairstyles. <laughs> Come on, it has to be the bun of steel. It has to. It it had to have. And of course, they talk about the cheese. Poor Harry. Did you notice in the background, he just kind of gets tossed around a little bit? Poor <laughs> yeah. Harry. I think that was a little meta commentary on how Harry is treated in the fandom. Yeah. Well, and also notice that later on, there's promotions in this episode, but not for Harry. <laughs> like, is that an ultimate FU to Harry Kim? Well, I think it's uh, it was maybe another sign because, you know, as you know, we've you've seen this episode, Rutherford doesn't get... A promotion at the end of this episode and he's the only gold shirt like harry was the gold shirt who didn't get oh. <laughs> you know i didn't put that together <laughs> now as as soon as we see the the leaf or the the petal floating through the right. air i was like okay so this you know. is not just going to be called tuvix in name only like that we are legit gonna get some hybridization we're going for it yeah yeah now, did I tell you my theory about what I thought this episode could possibly be about based on the episode title alone before we I started watching this? I thought you said this? that like, it was going to be, like, it's not going to be with Tuvix at all or, or something like that. What did you say? 
Yeah, I, I thought it was maybe going to be a, like a play on two Vicks, as in two Vic Fontaines, oh. some sort of holodeck <laughs> malfunction episode. But you know what? No, screw that idea. This is so much better. Like, they're just going to go for it. I love that they kept the crazy design up top of the costume. Like, yes, it they had totally to. totally doesn't make sense, but yet it's... It does, though. It does. <laughs> like, only on this show, too, can we have this situation, like the way it's going to go. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see this kind of thing in live action. It's too crazy. No, it's too messy. We're... This is the beautiful of it. This is the beauty of animation. Right. Yeah. The fact that they can exaggerate it to the point that they do. Like, yeah, you're not going to see this on Strange New Worlds in a crossover. Sorry, that's a step too far. Right. But here, and seeing oh, those, those engines pop up. I feel like the nacelles go up just a little too fast. Faster than they did on Voyager. Well, hey, this is the 21st century. We got things are moving. You know, we got we to gotta get going here. Things have <laughs> okay, changed. Okay, wait. I forgot. Like, this is Lower Decks. Everything goes just a shade faster, yeah? That's true. So That's the true. nacelles, they fast, too. They act fast. Yeah. The nacelles have to go so faster, is, too, just to keep this up. This is one thing I absolutely was not expecting was a, oh, the, the macro virus. <laughs> <laughs> Once this started happening, I thought, okay, wow, they're really, like, it's really, really going to get real here. They're going like they're, for the They're going to go for the whole medley of all the weird shit that happened on Voyager. And they even acknowledge that on the show. Ransom says, hey, it was Voyager. <laughs> it got real. You know, the one thing that's missing from this episode is, look, this was the perfect opportunity for Ransom to strip down into his tank top and show off his guns. <laughs> That's true. That, oh my gosh, what a missed opportunity. That absolutely would have been right? perfect. Take that shirt off, grab yourself a phaser rifle, and let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I didn't know I was missing that until you mentioned it. I do love Sorry, the ambiguity at the in beginning. Your head. It's a beautiful idea. <laughs> I, I loved it at the, uh, like, over on the Cerritos when um, Freeman is like, okay, I'll just do what Janeway did. I'll just, just check her logs and we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what goes. We'll see what happens. Also, right. Neelix's ca cartoon character here, like he's jaunty. Yeah. You know, like he's, he has like one he's leg like, up yeah. and his, he he's looks like he's dance. mid dance. It's yeah. these people truly love Voyager, and you can tell. This is a love letter to Voyager. Yes. Yeah, Mike McMahon wrote this episode. You can tell he has watched Voyager just as much as we have, if not more. He went for just about every single cut, like deep cut from Voyager he could go for. And they even mention it in the episode. Like, I think one character even says like, oh man, this is like every deep cut from Voyager. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, this episode is very self-aware. And I appreciate that. So this scene here, I love the way. Babies. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but before that, uh, the way like Billups to Anna, I forget the exact combination. Bilana, no, wait. <laughs> uh, the way that That's their different. eyes just kind of light up because Billups is ace, and then Doctor mm -hmm. Tana is just you know w willing to get it on any time in the holodeck, and he's just like, oh, there are so many things I wish I didn't know right now. And this this scene is, is such a great overall 
Star Trek tradition where um, they put the Star Trek safety protocols on shuffle. <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> it's just like, you're like, who knows <laughs> like what's going to happen? Right. And okay, so many cool things are going on here. We have the clown from the Thaw. We have your guy, Michael Sullivan, kissing on Mariner. Mm-hmm. We have Captain Proton. We have mechanical salamander babies. I, I mean, whoa. All right. The overload has begun. I do love how they made Sullivan such a romantic that he just falls in love. It, it doesn't matter if it's not Janeway. He's just like, no. Just, it's like, I'm going to. It's like, I love you, but I can't be with you. He's such a hopeless romantic, <laughs> but he misses his wife. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud so hard. The, I, I love that line where it's just like, holy you know, Janeway didn't mess around. And I was like, yeah. No, she did not. Yeah, that's the show. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's it. That's the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're a lone Federation ship out there in the Delta Quadrant and all of the weight of those decisions rest on your little shoulders, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Janeway is, occasionally did things that we are still debating to this day, like Tuvix. <sighs> but would you want that kind of responsibility? I wouldn't. I do love that they they emphasize that where they're just where Freeman and Shax were saying like, "Hey, we're we're not in the Delta Quadrant, so we have more options." And it was it was right. a really nice way of saying, like, yes, Janeway did something controversial, but she was also in the Delta Quadrant. She was alone. She had to make those controversial decisions. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that exactly. Yeah, same. She didn't have the resources and the support, the backing of the Federation in the Alpha Quadrant. She had to now, do something. <laughs> All she could do is the best be she could a, at the time. A Voyager episode without the Borg. So the macrovirus got infected by a yeah. net. <laughs> I did appreciate how Talyn says this ship smells like Borg. <laughs> And the mechanical salamander <laughs> walking across the hallway. Just, I'm sorry. Any time that there's a reference to threshold, I, mm-hmm. I dig it. It's cute, it's and I love it. Yeah. Now this is this is a direction I did not expect the episode to take, and so I really appreciated that. Where Tillips is like, no, I'm going to make more Tuvix. Like that, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. I didn't see this coming either. So. By this point, though, I'm thinking, okay, how many hybrids and who's going to be what? Just because this right here is a combination of the captain and the counselor. Uh, the, yeah. Shoot, I'm forgetting his name right now because we are live, of course. But what a great, what a great combination. <laughs> like, it looks good, genuinely. It really does. They did a great job of, of uh, blending the two. Mm-hmm. And so this is, of course, you know, like Tendi trying desperately to uh, to be friends with Talyn because she wants she to does. be friends with everybody. She does. Like, she thrives off of knowing that people like her. So that was Shax and put together with whom? Like, do we know who Shax was joined That's with? That's a good question. I have not put that together yet. I don't know if we know. I love the the pep talks between Mariner and Boimler. Right, like they they started off in the show, not like with Mariner or I'm not sorry with Boimler, not really wanting Mariner to be a mentor, but really through their experiences, it really has turned into that genuinely, and it's great. 
Yeah, this was something that was um, a little weird for me at first because I was just like, Boimler's all about being promoted. But then I remembered, I was like, oh, wait, what about like when you, when he mentioned the Titan? I was like, oh, right, the Titan. He, you know, he was he was a lieutenant right, on the Titan. That whole thing and happened. things didn't go so well. Yeah. And, you know, that was a big right. thing that happened. And I'm glad that they ha- they put in this trepidation about it because it does make sense. But at the same time, he still follows through. And I'm very happy, and we're going to talk about this next episode, I'm very happy about Mariner finally making some progress of getting over her fear of success. There there needs to be growth. There needed to be growth across the board because they cannot do this forever. No, they really can't. Like, it's it's just not natural for characters to be that static. So I'm glad that they took that leap because the show is called Lower Decks – so to give them a promotion might be a little counterintuitive and yet no as they state later on they're still lower deckers they're still at the bottom of the totem pole basically they're doing the grunt work right they're still lieutenant junior grade which they mentioned like they had to Not say it at Jennifer. the end <laughs> where where they say like they're basically talking to the audience like it's okay we're still lower decks it's fine guys you know like <laughs> even though we're all lieutenant yeah. junior grade like it's it's cool it's cool it's cool it's cool right yeah, we still got to do a lot of work. <laughs> Talyn, uh, you kind of effed up. This was uh, this was like what it. made it from a story standpoint. This is what made it okay to split everybody back up. Exactly it's because and this the fact happened. that Tendi even says we can't deal with this. No. <laughs> This is a different thing. We must do it now. I absolutely love the salamander in Janeway's chair, just operating the the screen as if it were her own. Also, one of my very favorite touches in this whole episode, of all the things, is Captain Proton with the grain over him as if he is an old film. Like, what a great touch. But it's just on him. It's nothing around him. It's just on him. Yeah. And similarly, I love that, like, we you know we're in um we're in the room and Michael is just wiping down the console <laughs> like it's a like it's a bar and he says I miss counter. my life. <laughs> like the dude so lives great. his life, man. He knows what he knows. Because <laughs> it, it makes this you it makes you really wonder, is. like you know, did uh, when when Janeway left Voyager, did she take a copy of Michael with her? You know, it makes you wonder, how did that go down? <laughs> you know, that's a good question because she knows Mark is not available, so she's not going back mm-hmm. to that. Chakotay was allegedly occupied for a very short while with Seven. Very short while. So, yeah, it, it does make you wonder if she was just using that to get by till the next one comes along. I would love to I would love to see like a short story done where like they're docked, they're home, they're they're taking stuff out of Voyager to go home, they're leaving and mm-hmm. and then somebody says like, "Oh, are you taking X Y and Z with you?" like, you know, like are you taking the Fairhome <laughs> Fairhaven program with you? And she says something like, "No, that was my for my time here. I'm moving on." You know, so, something to that effect. It would have been nice <laughs> to see a scene like that. Yeah. Or she takes well, I mean, we <laughs> we we definitely needed to see what happened right after Voyager got home. And unfortunately, the closest thing we have is in the novel verse. Christy Golden kind right. of wrote the epilogue of Voyager. But some live action screen time or something 
official would be good. <laughs> Son of Proton. Yeah. Like it's it was it, it's such a ridiculous thing like Voyager fans like know the line take the cheese to sick bay. You know, it's an absurd yeah, line. Yeah, absolutely it's do. an absurd storyline, but we all love it because we love Voyager's absurdity and the idea well, yeah. that this is how they save the day by injecting all of the gel packs with cheese. Yeah, like, <laughs> honestly, did you see it coming, though? Because I figured there had to be cheese in this somewhere. And yeah. Rutherford is messing with the bioneural gel packs right away. So I thought, oh, yeah, this is definitely a thing that's going to happen. But just how is it going to be crazy? And there's a reason why we don't see bioneural gel packs in the future, like past Voyager, because there's so <laughs> right? many problems with them. If it can be oh taken out by cheese, I really uh, yeah. wanted to see like a speech given by Janeway here or like right? see some like of the senior crew, even if they don't say anything, just in the background, because this is the opening ceremony, you know? Yeah, come on. They should be there. I am proud of Boims and Rutherford, though, for getting their little piece in yes. the exhibit. They're a part of Voyager history now. They are. Good for them. I do love the California class emblem in the background in this scene. Like, I kind of want that in my room, you know? Yeah, that's pretty cool, especially for you who lives in California. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, I don't have a California state flag. So instead, I want that. I want the seal for the California class. I love that, I love that there's punch in the background. <laughs> there will be punch and there will be snacks and pips. <laughs> punch, snacks, and pips. <laughs> that went out in the memo telling people to be here this was this was an interesting choice like okay so when it was revealed that rutherford was the only one who didn't get a promotion what were you thinking at the time i thought wait a minute when is this happening you guys forgot what the heck what were you thinking i was thinking it's gonna it's gonna make some interesting stories because we all know that rutherford deserves a promotion because of all the craziness that he's dealt with and that he's done and I figured it would be, prob I was like, either we're going to get like a last minute addition at this episode, or it's going to be taken care of in the next episode. That's what I was thinking because, and it was done exactly the way that I expected it, just because Rutherford is such a fantastic <laughs> officer. But I like well, yes. the way that they did it. It added more drama to it. And beyond deserving. Yeah. And I'm so glad that, yeah, going right into the next episode, this is addressed and taken care of. And the reason why he did not have a promotion yet, that took me by surprise just a little bit. But it makes sense for Rutherford's personality. It does. Which we'll get to. It, yes. Yes, that will be next I also next love episode. that Ransom answered the door by saying, yo, yo. <laughs> like, I'm sure that's the <laughs> first time that's ever happened in Star Trek. <laughs> like, wait, what are you, Jesse Pinkman? That's so great. It is. I also love so, like, this dynamic that's developed between Ransom and Mariner, where he is not going to give up on her. He has her figured out. And he is actually being a very good commanding officer by not letting her sabotage herself. Again, growth. Yes, absolutely. Like that that was the thing, is where I was this is season this is the beginning of season four. We've had three seasons of her quote unquote fear of success. And it was getting tiresome like i know that that's a cornerstone <laughs> of her personality but it was getting exhausting and so i'm glad that that's taken care of in this ongoing yeah. storyline where you're just like okay we have a we finally have a commander 
who understands her game, who can play her game and recognizes that she's a good officer and is promoting her. Yeah. And is going to meet her where she's at and keep working with it. Cause how many more times could she possibly sabotage herself out of it? I mean, that, yeah, if this kept going for the whole show, it really would be like, come on, this is not the Simpsons. Yeah. It'd be too, too stagnant. I love that Tindy's involving to Like she, of course she would be the one who said, come on to you know, like be with us, you know, like that's very much her character. And of course saying very much new jobs and nothing mysterious in our way. (laughs) Yeah, of course. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, so we're with the Klingons. We're going to see the mysterious shuttle, which we see at mm-hmm. the beginning of the next episode. What's your theories on this shuttle? I'm getting serious V'ger type vibes. Because like when the, sh- whatever it is, incinerates the ship, there's that massive white flash of light, just like it was in the motion mm-hmm. picture when V'ger took out the Klingons. Cool. So I'm wondering, cool. like, is this peanut hamper doing a V'ger kind of thing? Just trying to... I don't know, incinerate as much as possible. That is my ultimate theory is that this is peanut hamper. What are you thinking? Peanut hamper? What a solid theory. Um, Like like she got like, you know, technology and knowledge along the way. I love that idea. I think it's a rogue Starfleet shuttle from the future. Ooh. Well, it does sort of have like what looks like almost like the Borg armor plating. Mm Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like a a Delta Flyer-ish type deal. Yeah. So that couldn't be too far off. But, I mean, it could just be a design choice. But What if it's Captain Braxton? Hmm. Well, he's already been crazy. Yeah. It doesn't mean he can't be crazy again. That's true. That's true. He could be double crazy on lower decks. (laughs) I love the idea of Peanut Happer. Like, like getting super, super powerful and just like making stuff go crazy. Yeah, and maybe that is sort of like what happens over the course of the the season is eventually she incinerates everything on her way to Earth, and we have kind of like the V'ger type stand down. <laughs> All right, well, that's our episode, and we are back. This was episode one of season four. So good to be back. And as you guys know, uh, two episodes were dropped on uh, opening day of season four so we're gonna have another episode coming at you right now join the revolution join the nerd party